Hey guys, this is Lauren with the Untethered Podcast coming to you today with a super special segment. I generally do a book series already, but um, the book series are around 365 days around the year. But today I have a very special friend and guest with me, Ivy, who is an author and a winemaker. So Ivy, would mm-hmm. you like to introduce yourself a little bit more? Hi everyone, I'm Ivy. And I was actually thinking about that because people always say, who are you? And that's a hard question because I can tell you my my roles. I'm a mother, a daughter, a girlfriend, a nurse, uh, all of those things. But I, I guess to say, who am I? Um, when I really think about it, I'm just a person trying to maneuver through life alongside everyone. And so I think I, I, I think that's how I'll stay who I am for now on. I'm just here with you guys and we're all figuring it out. That's who I am. I love that. That's beautiful. But that's one of the four soul questions um, that Deepak Chopra asked. And um, it's who am I? What do I love? What is my dharma, which is my soul's purpose? And what do I want? And so I always lean into those, especially like when my dad died. I don't know what it was, but it was who am I now? It was like, who am I now? So I love that question. And I love how present you're being with that because um that's what we're all here. That's who we all are. We're all here together doing our thing. So Ivy, I'm so very excited. Congratulations on your Thank first you. book. This is massive. Okay. This is massive. I'm 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 a writer, but I don't I'm not ready to write a book. So mm-hmm. um so congratulations on the book. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the book? Okay. So I'm I'm getting excited too. Uh the, it took me about eight months to write this book. And all of it was a ball of nerves. So now I'm getting to the point of excitement. Um, I've been journaling my thoughts and feelings based around my experiences throughout my whole life, ever since a teenager and a lot into my early 20s. And I decided to compile all of those things in a book. And what I was noticing as I was looking over my thoughts from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, that there was a progressive transformation in my thought processes. Mm. And then when I started comparing my thought processes to my outcomes, it was vastly different. Um, So I decided that I wanted to share that with people. And so um, if I had to say what my book is about, my book is about detachment from trauma, mentally and emotionally, and self-accountability surrounding that. I love that. And the name, thank you. Uh, the name of my book is called From My Journal Notes. I love that. I, um, I love the fact that that's your theme because as of recent, like losing my grandpa, especially, um, I had this whole life in alignment program where we would do like my body spirit work. But after my grandpa died, I laid on my floor crying and I was like, this word of untethered kept coming out, mm-hmm. untethered. And uh, what had came through was the fact that like, I generally stay very untethered to a lot of uh, things in life. And it's not that I, I'm not like present, active and engaged. It's just more so that I have the ability to experience and release. And so mm-hmm. I stay detached or untethered to things. Um, and so I love that that's such a big theme in your book because I live my life as best as possible that way. It's not easy to detach or stay untethered. It's not easy. 
Um, you actually want to be tethered in a moment, but untethered in the long run um, to the mm -hmm. experience. And so I'm really excited um, to hear you get ready to read. So she's going to read an excerpt or are you doing a poem today or? Uh, I'm going to do an excerpt. Okay. So she's going to go ahead and read an excerpt for us. And we'll probably just kind of chit chat like we have been afterwards and pick her brain a little bit. Okay. Um, I put a lot of thought into what I wanted to share. Um, and I decided I'm going to share a little bit from my introduction. Give me one moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it reads, have I lost my mind or have I loosed it? What do you do with trauma? Does it truly go away or is it displaced? It chases you down, looms like a shadow that shades the identity of who you truly are. This is merely my opinion, personal, not professional, but I believe that you're, tra you're only traumatized once. Then it goes with you and grows with you, representing itself over and over again, each time with a different face or place, and so finally, you detach it from your life. Mm. Um, and that holds true for me. A lot of times, um, as I, I'll be 34 next month, and I'm really big on patterns and roots. What is my pattern? And what is the root of why I do what I do? And what I found is that I'm just reliving specific traumas. It just has a different, play, a different face. Yeah. And it's in a different place. So once I recognized that and started going through the process of detachment, it really freed my lifestyle a lot in my mental health. I love that. Um, I, I talk about like, it's funny because like, we all have the same thoughts about things and our expression of them comes off differently. And I think I was talking mm -hmm. about that yesterday, where like, I could be saying the same thing as you, but it doesn't, I don't say it the same. Right. Like I say it differently. And so, you know, I talk about that as well. Like just like constantly going through lessons, the same lesson mm -hmm. over and over again until, like you said, you detach from it or you learn from it and grow from it. Um, but you're always tested. You know, you're always going to get tested. That's the point, like to keep getting tested to make sure you've learned or if you haven't, yeah. to make sure you hopefully at some point get it together. <laughs> and so can you do can you read that one more time i really loved it can you just want one more time for me at least how, um how much of it uh just just do the whole thing all over again i like to hear it again yeah okay all right um have i lost my so actually this is midway into the introduction but it's the first thing i wrote when i started journaling um and it's one of my favorite p uh, part of my pieces um have i lost my mind or have i loosed it what do you do with trauma? Does it truly go away or is it displaced? It chases you down, looms like a shadow that shades the identity of who you truly are. This is merely my opinion, personal, not professional, but I believe that you're only traumatized once. Then it goes with you and grows with you, representing itself over and over again each time um, with a different face or place until finally you detach it from your life. Mm -hmm. mm. So if you think about it, 
as we already said, you're kind of always going through the same thing. Um, we call it triggers or we call it being toxic. Uh, those are the, the culturally acceptable uh, names for it. But the root of it is whatever that trauma is that you experience. You're just reliving that. I think my favorite part in there was the gentle reminder that it, it changes you from who you truly are. Mm -hmm. uh, we allow our trauma to mold us into who we're not, who we, our highest self is not. And then from there, it creates this, this lack. And then we're constantly unhappy with our lives and the things going on and and then we're constantly unhappy with the people around us and ourselves and and so i just want to remind everybody who's listening like you know the best thing you can do for yourself right is to let go right what did you learn what was the lesson and I'm, i've been trying to even, not even say what was the lesson anymore it's like the lesson and blessing are the same thing right literally the same thing. so what's the blessing in this and then, that's a good way to look at it yeah I, you know because the thing is this we're getting back to, i'm trying to get people back to the space of it is what it is you know mm -hmm. when shit hits the fan it it's it's hard but it is what it is and it doesn't make it bad or positive but trying to stay neutral in in these moments of our uncomfortability is probably one of the most important things you can do and so like you know, I actually, when I talk about losing like my dad, my grandpa, my stepmom this year, I actually find a lot of gratitude because it changed me. I'm grateful for the changes it created in me. I, it was the most uncomfortable time in my life since my brother passed away. But at the same time, it was, it changed me. It made me, it made me stand up for me more, right? It made me take care of myself more. It made me realized who I needed to start being more for the people that I was like standing in front of. And so it, it, this trauma can change you, but the change is a decision. And I think we need more accountability in ourselves to realize like, it, yes, we go through something traumatic. It, it needs to shape you. It needs to shift you, but to not let it be the crutch that we allow it to be in our lives right it's like oh well right. i went through this so now i'm this you an excuse right you don't have to be yeah. you just you're deciding to let that be you now so i think that was a really that's why i was like i was like there's a part in there that i need to hear again because i really love that because i'm really big on the accountability accountability in life i mean mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very accountable for myself my mess ups i'm okay with the fact that i mess up i just hope that I'm going to get myself together and do better. Um, but accountability is my, my favorite word these days because, and that is the antidote. Accountability mm -hmm. is pretty much one of the only things that's going to relieve you from trauma. Uh, you can't, I'm, there's a saying and I may misquote it, but you can't, you cannot, uh, you're not responsible for what happened to you. Not all the time but you are responsible for what you do about it. And a lot of times some of my peers and other people that I encounter in life, like, yeah, you, that wasn't your fault that you went through that, but that was X amount of years ago. So now it's up to you to live outside of that. And no one can pull you out of that sometimes, but yourself. So accountability is very, very big. 
It is. And I love coming back to what you just said. Like, only you can kind of pull yourself out of it, right? Um, you can have people there to support you and guide you, to encourage you. But, um, you know, there's a big saying that unless you want to change, you know, the person mm -hmm. has to want to change, right? The person has to be willing to receive the messages from others, hear the messages from God to get themselves together and pull themselves out of it. And um, it's, it's important like accountability i'm learning that more and more every day like i'm grateful to coach people i'm grateful to have people come to me to be able to give them that kind of advice but these people want that and i've had clients who haven't wanted that and so it's like you have to really want to change and then you have to be i would say you have to be your biggest cheerleader and and at the same time, you have to be your best lover. And at the same time, you have to be, um, you know, you kind of have to be the hard ass on yourself. And so it's like this trifecta of being all that you need, um, but then also leaning into others if you need additional support. But that accountability is such a massive thing. And I think a lot of us are waking up right now to that. I think to be fair, though, I, accountability has to be taught. I think you don't always know how to be accountable. I know with my daughter, I, I'm big on teaching her cause and effect. This happened because you did that. So you can you can cry about what happened. You you have a right to feel your emotions and express them. But even more importantly, how do you not let it happen again? There's a there's a, a cause to your effect, and I think that has to be taught. I don't think people always automatically know how to be accountable oh no definitely I think, it, I think it starts there well you know i my goal is to run for board of education and then because i feel like you do there is a lack of education in our society around core concepts like accountability great mm -hmm. compassion understanding all things that need to be taught so we can all be our best human our best selves you know and i think people need to understand that um even when we don't think we're our best we are absolutely our best uh mm -hmm. and that if we can learn from our i don't even want to call them mistakes because they're not mistakes i don't really believe yeah they're experiences right like the we've been taught to language everything so negatively and to be so in this space of you know looking down on ourselves and looking down on others mm. i'm really trying to break the, that that barrier these days because it's it, like i said losing three people is like that was an experience right right what blessing came from that well i i'm stronger now right i'm smarter now wiser now i'm more loving now I, you know it's like what blessings came from that that's a blessing for me whether i liked it or not <laughs> you can learn to cherish your i know it sounds weird but you can learn to cherish your trauma because as we said it does mold you it, it um, gives you fortitude it gives you strength it gives you endurance uh, there's a scripture about that. I, I can't quote it now. I don't remember where where it is. But we we can't appreciate sunshine without rain. So I think a level of gratitude um, surrounding the things we've been through. How would we know that it's pleasant to sit in the sun if we never knew a rainy day? We would take that for granted. So I think God gives us some level of trauma to help us appreciate the beautiful side of life. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I did a podcast segment with my friend Leah not too long ago where it's like, you can't know what happiness is unless you've experienced unhappiness, right? Right, exactly. Until you have those negative moments, you can't know what you like or don't like, right? And you can't differentiate between what makes your soul feel good if you haven't things that that don't make them feel good. And so that's totally, I totally agree with that. So speaking of identity, I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, and you know this, but I'll share with the listeners that this is my first podcast and very nervous naturally. And how I'm going to sound, how I'm going to look, am I going to say anything that people care to hear? But one thing I've been teaching myself and you and I talk about it sometimes is just showing up as yourself. It doesn't matter how I look or how I sound. How I look is how I look and how I sound is how I sound. It's me. So all I have to do is show up as me and really, you know, the sky's the limit from there. So I think um, what I do want people to know as far as like detaching from their traumas and learning their identity is to give yourself grace and just show up as you. You're, You're remolding yourself. So find out who you are um, by yourself. Find out who you are without measuring yourself up against um, a, a, a platform or, an, or you know, um, for lack of words, just find out who you are for yourself is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I mean, one thing people, and I'm sure you can attest to it, one thing about me is I'm always me. I'm always showing up 100% myself. I speak how I want to speak even if it's raw and raunchy, um, mm. you know, like there's just no shame in my game is, which is one of my favorite sayings of all the time, because at the end of the day, I mean, if I'm not doing anything that's disrespectful to someone else, harmful to someone else, or even harmful to myself, you know, who, who is anybody to judge? Right. And I think, right. you know, it says it like we're not supposed to be the ones judging others and we're not supposed to be the ones looking down on others. Like God doesn't even judge you for your mistake. God doesn't judge you for your mistake. God has put you here to make mistakes, to play the game of chess, to play the game of life and see how how you strengthen in your character and in your morals and in your values. And so, like, for me, learning at a very young age, God gifted me with that kind of strength and discernment very young. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, I just always, people be like, you are wild. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know? And so I just, the more you lean into just being you, showing up as you, the right people come too. Right. right? I when can agree with that. When you're showing up like half-ass, you're getting people are giving that same half-ass energy, right? Fake energy. You guys are having these boring conversations. You're not really digging deep. But when you start hanging out with people that like you're showing up as you, you have these conversations in depth. Like I, my friend Brooke and I went to this event in Alabama. We had a real deep convo night. And it, you know why people can have these deep, meaningful conversations with me? Because I show up and create the space. I'm always me always a safe space, always an open space. So when people come to me, they're al- they already know they can pour their heart and soul out. They can cry. They can laugh. They can say the craziest thing. I just like, yeah. Let their guards down. Right? So just remember that the more you are yourself, the more you're creating space for others to show up. And then you're creating a tribe that 
it's full of people who actually love and support you as well. Right. But also too, um, and one thing a lot of people don't like to do is you have to spend a lot of time alone. You have to oh. like who you are. I didn't begin to like who I was until I liked who I was alone, without anyone calling me, texting me, without me going anywhere, just sitting in my own company. It's hard, but after a while, I was like, you know what? I like who I am by myself. And that gave me the confidence to be that person. I sat there in my alone time. Um, I had a period of isolation, which we all have. And I began to figure out who I was and learn who I actually was. And I liked it. So now when I'm around people, I can be confident in the fact that I, I actually do like myself. So that frees me up to like you. Yeah. I can, I can look past myself. And if, if I can give myself grace, I can give you grace. Yeah. Um, so that's always, very helpful. I've always spent a lot of time alone since I was a very young kid. I My family really wasn't around at all, my parents either. Um, so I was, again, I think that's kind of why I am the way I am now, right? There was nobody around to, to mock me, to talk down to me. There mm -hmm. was nobody around to, I got a little judgment here and there, but it wasn't so like often because nobody was around. So there was no one right. around right. to tell me I was a wild girl. There's no one around to tell me I shouldn't act or think the way I think. Um, I was always just that space. And so at a very young age, I was alone. I was learning myself. And so I couldn't agree more. I mean, that it's very imperative to spend time alone. Even now as a doll, I spend a lot. I know people see me out and about doing all these things, but I spend a lot of time mm -hmm. alone still. I go on trips alone. Um, I, I, I'm single, so I'm home by myself every night. And so it's like one of those spaces where 100%, like if you don't have quality you time, you'll never know who you are. You'll never right. know who you are and what you want and what you enjoy because you're going to always be leaning off of other people, what they do and what they think. So right. I, I love I love going on trips alone. I love going to the movies alone, going to eat alone. And also I like it because I can just spend my money on me <laughs> so I, I encourage people to, to find that alone time absolutely and do all the things you know people be like i don't know how you do everything you do and i'm like i just do it just do it create the time create the space i don't believe in time so like if i if i want to do something there's always time right there's always time time and it's been proven time moves slower time moves faster in the in the concept of life you know dependent on your perception of it so if i say there's time well guess what there is and so encouraging you to create the time in your life and to experience all the things you want to do because you're only here that's what you're here for you're here to learn you're here to explore you're here to get closer to god and um, it's really important to have that quality alone time because not only in that quality alone time do you get to know you, but you get to know God. You get to know Absolutely. who God truly is, not what man told you God is. You know who God truly is. And if anything, that should be probably one of the most important things we need to lean back into. So that way we can yeah. truly find who we are because we are here to be um, of service to man for God. For God. Uh, that's my foundation, and I'm proud of that. Having a life where I follow after God and after his heart and after his will and desire for me makes my life a little easier. It takes a lot of the guesswork out. What does God want me to do? Um, so, you know, we have free will. We have our own mind. But when, in, in moments when I'm stuck, 
on a big decision, God, what do you want me to do? It, it just makes it so much easier. Um, and so that's my foundation. That will always be my foundation. But I do understand it's not everyone's. So what I like to encourage people is to have a foundation. There should be something keeping you grounded. There should be something healthy keeping you grounded. Um, and for me, that's God. 100%. Absolutely. And um, kind of going back to it, you know, God will ask you to meet uh, meet them wherever they're at. And so wherever you're mm -hmm. at, you know, and I'm starting to lean into the concept of as much as we think God is just one way, you know, God's not one way. God's whatever way you need God to be to lead you closer to, to the light. So I um, I was an atheist in, uh, many years ago when my brother died. And then I found God wholeheartedly through spirituality. And um, I have to say just recently, like the downloads from grounding into God and lately and to ground into the lessons of this last year have been amazing. And so I too um, ground into to God and, and the word, um, the words that God sends me. So, uh, but find something that you can lean into. Let your spirit be led closer, right, right to uh, to God and whatever way that that calls for you. So, yeah. Oh, so that was yummy. I really enjoyed this conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to like talk about around the book? Um, please let us know when it comes out. Um, so the anticipated launch date is between June 30th and July 7th. Um, I'm working on website. I'm working on all of the tools to be able to get that to you guys. Um, but why I want you all to read my book is because I share a lot of vu vulnerability um, and a lot of exposing things that were meant to. And at some point in my life, they were stopping the growth of my life. You can't live past your your mind. You can't live beyond what you think. And uh, one of my favorite quotes in my book is, you can't heal from what you hide. Mm -hmm. So essentially, when reading this book, you're reading my diary. Uh, I share a lot of things that I've never talked about out loud before. Um, and I share how it shaped my mindset and, and my thought processes. But then I also share how changing my mindset and my thought processes did change the outcome of my life. I've, I'm happier now at 34 than I've been my entire life. Um, and I never knew that I could be happy. In my 20s and my teens, I had already settled on the fact that I was not going to have a happy life and my life was not gonna be what I dreamed it to be. And that was holding true because that was my mindset. Once I detached those, and it was based around those traumas, those traumatic experiences. So once I changed, I can't undo the things I've been through, but undoing what I thought about them um, helped shape my identity of what I thought about myself and it helped change my mind and now I'm doing things that I never thought that I would actually really do. And I'm living how I never thought I actually really lived. So I'm passionate about that. I want people to um, live outside of their thoughts about themselves. I love that. That's so beautiful. It is so easy to think that we can't be happy. You know, <laughs> like we can't, we can't get back to center, but 
we most certainly, again, it's a choice, right? We decided mm -hmm. we couldn't be happy. And then at some point, hopefully we decide we can, and we do all the things to, to support that and nurture that. Right. Exactly. I, um, I loved say it one more time. Um, you can't heal what you don't mm -hmm. share. You cannot heal from what you hide. I know like our parents' generation was the sweep things under the rug generation. Uh, but then years later, they're bitter or they're angry or they're whatever they are because they still have all that dirt under their rug. And I think our generation is learning to clean up our, clean up our, our mess. 100%. I, I, we're definitely more emotionally um, adaptive. Um, we definitely are more expressive. I, I kind of, so what you said, you know, you can't heal from what you hide. Like, I talk about when I lost my dad and how, like, nobody was around and I just really shut down and I didn't really have much of a support. But then when I started having some crazier experiences, like losing my grandpa, um, kind of being homeless in November because I just, I had broke up with the ex and was traveling for like a whole month and just, and then um, losing my stepmom. And the more I spoke about the things I was going through, um, the more supportive had, right? And, and it's not even like the healing part. It's just like, for once I felt in my life, like I actually have people who gave, who cared. Like for once I actually, and because my parents were around growing up, I never, I never had people around that cared. And so um, to experience that as an adult where people are like, like you said, like just expressing myself, my experiences, mm -hmm. letting everyone know that they're not the only ones, but like right now I need extra love because I'm not doing well, has helped me kind of move past things like everyone's been sending me things lately like about grief and loss and you know just staying strong and I and I, I needed that and uh, I keep saying that if I hadn't been honest about how like unemotionally okay I have been I don't know if I would have made it these last few weeks there have been multiple times where I was worried about like ending the day like for real ending the life and um and so I've been talking about that more is like if you feel like you're losing it because you're going through so much, share it, share it, get it out. There is no embarrassment at all. No. And someone's always going through what you're going through. Always. Someone in the world, not too far from you, is always going through what you're going through or have already gone through it. Exactly. So there's, there's no shame. Exactly. And I think because like you said, we're, we are a different society. This is a different time. And so when we're sharing and opening ourselves up, you are definitely going to be well-received. And right. I've told my friends, like, I, I'm like, I don't know, you guys don't realize it. How many times you saved my life in the last few weeks, just telling me to stay and hang out, calling me, texting me. There's been multiple times where I'm just like, thank God, thank God, thank God. Right. I feel like I have the love and support in my life that I need for once. And so make sure you share, share all the things you're growing through. Um, you're not being a burden. You're not, um, you're not being too much, you know? Um, and if people, I said this the other day, if, if the people that you hang out with think when you're sharing your, what you're growing through and, and you're not saying woes me, you're just, you're in the heavy. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you're around people who don't, 
don't give you the support you need sometimes, then think about finding new friends because at the end of the day, you're not all like I'm not always going through something. This last year has been wild. This is the first year in years that I've been through as much as I've been through. And so if I can't lean on people, especially when the way people tend to lean on me, then I'm not hanging out with the right people. And there needs to be a balance in the friendship. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So just make sure by sharing yourself, you're gonna light up the world. You're gonna draw on that tribe. And um, you know, and then you're just gonna keep doing the good Lord's work by sharing yourself. So you love it. All right. So your book comes out, say it one more time. Uh we're we're looking at between June thirtieth and July seventh, a launch date. Depends on how, how things fall. Um, but I'm excited. Um, it's one of those dream come true type of things. One of those things that I've always wanted to do, but never thought I would. Um, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for you. I'm very excited. Her website will be up. Um, we have a video to re- shoot uh, once we get a copy mm-hmm. of the book. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you'll be able to buy the book off the website. Uh, mm-hmm through one of the links and then again she is a winemaker as well and so i'm looking forward to her growing into that maybe even putting out more books you never know uh (laughs) i'm working i'm actually you know i found my i got my groove i'm actually working on some more books and i love that and i love seeing you grow and i'm just so grateful for you taking this time with me and the audience to talk about your book i'm really looking forward to it i've kind of skimmed through it so um but i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to doing a little bit of a deeper dive and doing more podcast segments with you as well so she'll ivy will be back with us she'll be kind of doing more segments and excerpts or poem reads from the book so please make sure you keep your eye out for this amazing woman um, that god has blessed us with and so ivy thank you so much for being with me today Um, everybody else, I'll see you later. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later.